Chocolate and ice cream. Uh-huh. Great chocolate <laughs> and ice cream. All right, let's get going. Page 61. And they'll give me a getting. And we're going to pick up from the very bottom of Samachamad Bays, the bottom line. With Mitsudis Chayavai Vidagim Yesh Bohem Bechulu. Yeah, so Samach Amud Beis, very bottom line. Today's daf is Samach Aluf, page 61, right? The Mishnah said, because of Darkei Sholem, in order to make sure there's peace and to uh, make sure no fights break out, so the Chum were misakin that if somebody let, sets out traps to catch wild animals, birds, fish, as soon as it's trapped, it belongs to the trapper. Even if, biblically, midairaisa, it's not in a situation of a Kenyan. So for example, what the Gemara is about to explain is, let's say I catch a bird in my net. The bird is now completely enclosed in my domain. Avada, avada. There's no question that it's mine. And if somebody takes from me, it's Geneva. But what happens if I trap the animal, bird, fish in a different way, where it's not enclosed, I don't make, I don't think that's actually making a kinyan on it, it's just stuck there because of something that I did. I dug a hole in the ground. So it's stuck there. It's not my, it's not my territory. So because of Dark Yishom, the Chomor Masak and it's yours, somebody else goes ahead and takes it, it's like Geneva, and Rabbi says it's, it's uh, Gezel Gomor. So let's get into this. But Uzli, when you catch him in a net, the Oyhare, or Rashi just says there are two different types of nets. The Oyhare is a type of uh, gemi, okay, I guess some sort of rubbery substance, top of today's daf. Kuli Amalei Pligi, everybody will agree that if somebody takes away what you caught, it's absolute geneva, because it's completely surrounded and trapped. Ki Pligi, where's there machlaikas? Belaychi v'korkari. When it's leichi v'korkari, when there's a, a string or a hook, Right, two different examples of the, you, you caught it, but you didn't actually make a Kenyan. So over there, the Tanakama says that it's usher to do, it's like a name, and basically says it's Gazal Gama. Mitzias The Mishnah said, if a Cherishayte V'Katan finds something, and you take it away. Now, can they make a Kenyan? No, Cherishayte V'Katan are not capable of making a Kenyan. But if you go take it away, the Chamor Masakin, that it's because of Dark Yisholem. You can't do that. Zog Gemara. Rabbi Yaisi Amr Gezel Gomor, Amr of Chista, Gezel Gomor, Midivrayim. What he means by Gezel Gomor, it means Midirabbana, because biblically you can never have an ownership. So the Chomar creating a Gezel Dirabbana. Lamay Nafkinimina, what's the Nafkinimina between Tanakam and Rabbi Yaisi? Let's see a bit of Whether at Bezdin, after the fact, if somebody, if, if a Cherishat Vakatan finds some, something, and somebody takes it away from the Cherishat Vakatan, according to the Tanakama, you, you, you did a terrible avla, but we can't take it away from you. Okay, you're Russia, but we can't take it away from you. According to Rabbi Yaisi, no, it's Mamish Gezel, and therefore the Dayanim will uh, instruct him to give it back to the Cheresh Shait of the Kad. What basis could it be? Uh, Hefker, Hefker. Oh, they can make it the right side of the Right. They, they, they say it's theirs. Not, not the right side, they just say it's Hefker. Take it away. They say it's, you, you can't have it. Okay? No, but not that it's in the right it's, no, you said they could paskin. You know. Outs the, out the halacha daraisa, that the hefker, hefker, right, they could give a psak and remove it from the guy's domain. Correct. Yeah. Another fascinating halacha, right? We said like this. If you have an a, a, a olive tree in the corner of the field, that's paya. Just to give an example. Somebody leaves over an olive tree for the, for the poor. So you have a poor guy that walks over to the olive tree and he starts shaking it. 
and the olives, he climbs up and he's shaking it, the olives fall out. Who caused the olives to be on the ground? The, uh, the honey in the tree. So as he's doing this, Yenemani, another honey walks by, for the work, and he starts picking up the olives. You never made a Kenyan, you just shook the tree. Right? But, uh, the, the, to, to me, this is like, a, uh, this holds a special place in my heart from being a Rebbe in, in school with the trees above the yard. Whenever the frisbee or football gets stuck in the tree, it's a gansa avayda, it's a whole, it's a whole activity to throw footballs at the tree to get the other football down. It's like, it's like, it's like a whole thing, right? And then once it comes down, whose ball is it? Yeah, who's zeichet to the ball? Who, you know, who, well, which team? Which team? So here we go. So this guy, Ani's up in the tree and he's shaking the olives out of the tree. Tana, we learned to raisa. Yeah, that's when they learn the Quran. Gittin, that's right. Tana, we learned to raisa. biyad. Let's say the Ani, instead of going up to the tree and just shaking the olives out, picked it, put it in his hand, and then threw it down. So Navada raised a gazel gomer. He already made a Kenyan, and he threw it down on the floor. So anybody who comes along and takes it is gazel gomer. If Kahana kiyava kazel hutzel, if Kahana was going to hutzel, chazialu gabri. He saw somebody davishadi ufiye because nasrin tamre. He was throwing a football at a tree. Right? It literally means reeds. He was taking reeds and throwing it at a tree to get things out of the tree. Also kaman kitvachel. So if Kahana he sees this guy throwing things at the tree, there's dates falling out. He starts eating the dates. Omar Lay, so this guy says, Yeah, he says, See that um, uh, um, you should know that when I'm getting these dates out of the tree, I'm plucking them with my hands and then throwing them down. I'm not just shaking the tree. Never, you have no right to take it because the moment I pluck it with my hands, I've made a Kenyanak ball, I've acquired it, and then I'm throwing the floor, and therefore uh, it's, it's Geneva for you to take it. So Amar Leis, Rav Kahana said to him, "Me'asay Dervaisi Ata. Wow, you must be from Ravaisha's place. You're uh, you're somebody going around, you know, uh, being so medactic, and you know these halachas down to the last detail." Kari Alei V'Tzadik Yisraelim. Referred to him as a as a Tzadik Yisraelim. Here you have a regular Yid, but he's fully aware of the intricacies of areas of Geneva. Fine. Then the Mishnah said. Which is halacha Practically speaking, halacha We know the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that when it comes to tzedakah, you're allowed to use your, your tzedakah money to give to a non-Jew. Because of darkei shalom, if you only give to, to Yidin who come, a non-Jew comes to you, you're allowed to use maiser. You're allowed to use stocker money to give to a, well, to, to give to a guy. An individual. Yeah, yeah. You could count that stock of the money that you give to the guy as part of your mice. As part of your mice and money. Correct. You're not talking about a Jewish charitable organization giving money to a. a even then, even or, then, it's mutter as long as they're in, as long as the cause is in line with tire. It has to be a tyrannic or charitable cause. If you have a a, a soup kitchen. A non-Jewish soup kitchen, you're allowed to use stucco money, Allah Lamaisa, for a non-Jewish soup kitchen. There's no issue. So why? Because of Darkei Shalom. This is Allah Lamaisa. They remind me. I saw somewhere that they they were thinking of renewing that box food. Oh really? Video. Interesting. Okay. I'll so stay on top of whatever it. Whatever your contacts are. Okay. Interesting. For us, what's the logic? I don't know. You don't know. I, I okay. Saw, 
Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. Tana Rabbanon, here we go. Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis learn so shuim, mefarnesin aniyei nochrim, yeladavim mefarnes aniyei nochrim, emani Yisrael, yeladavim yisrael, mevakim chayla nochrim, chayla yisrael. And yeladavim mevakim chayla, people who are non-Jewish, who are sick, and aniyei yisrael, which makes me, reminds me of the famous uh, rabbi joke, the, the rabbi sick in the hospital, and the president comes, to be Mavakar Chayla, and he says, Rabbi, good news, the board voted five to four, we should wish you a full Shalema. Yeah, so that's why I'm here. Yeah. So you're going, you're going to, to be Mavakar Chayla Yid, you're also Mavakar Chayla Goy. Yeah. And also, you should put effort into making sure that a Goy has a proper burial as well, because of Darke Shalom. All right, next mission. Here we go. Viter in things that were created, different takonas that were created due to Dark Yishol. Mashal Let's take this mission a little slow, okay? We need to make sure we get the details of the mission so the Gemara can move along. Hilcha If I own a field, am I allowed to eat Shemitah fruit? Absolutely. I'm not allowed to do business, I'm allowed to take Shemitah fruit. Ain't no, ain't no uh, issue. There's halacha though. And that is, at whatever point there's nothing left in the field for other people's animals, I have to do beer. Beer means any stock that I've brought into my house has to be removed. Again, so it's a Shemitah year. I can use the fruits of my Shemitah field during Shemitah. That's Kedusha Shemitah. The food that grows by itself. Yeah, correct. I'm not planting. The food that grows by itself. So I bring it into my house. You could go in just like a stranger. Just like a stranger. And I can even put it in my storehouse. I can stock up. But there's a Zman beer, which means at whatever point, whenever that is, it could be a few months later, it could be much later in the year, at a certain point, there's a heel of beer, which means that if there's not enough for other people to go take from your fields, then you, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to remove what you have in your storehouse. Okay? Now, this is something that was done by people who knew the halacha. If somebody's choshut ala shviyas, that's the first case. Somebody's suspected on Shemitah. What does it mean they're suspected on Shemitah? They're suspected that they're holding on to food for too long. They weren't meva'er. They didn't remove the food from their house. The halacha still is, get ready for this. I can lend that person a sifter for their flour, even though I'm pretty confident that the flour that they have, they're really not allowed to be holding on to. They're not. They're not allowed to be holding on to. They, oh. It really, really had to be put back out in the field. If they come to me and ask to borrow my my sieve, you don't have to question. Or my sieve, so I don't need a question. However, this comes up weekly, yeah. all the time, all the time. You, you, you're working with somebody doing something. Like at what point you're allowed to say like your business is your business, right? I, I don't really know what else is going on. So Allah is mashallah. You could do that. You're allowed to lend. Nafa the uchvara berechayim betaner. You could lend them an oven, a sifter, a, a grinder. Avolay tovar vay titchanima. Even though you could lend it to this woman who's grinding, you can't actively grind the wheat with her. Rashi says because you're misayeya and uh, somebody who's uh, probably an ivra avera. You're not going to be misayel ivra avera. So, oh, very good. So that's the lamdus over here. So the first step where you're being a grama. You're one step away. It's okay. We'll have to see why. But to actively do something when you have a suspicion that there's a problem, you're not allowed to do. Now the Gemara is going. The mission is going to keep moving along and break down 
the parameters. We're not done with this halacha. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, was, isn't this like, if you don't lend a sitter, they can get it from somewhere else? Is there a feeling? What if they can't? There's only two people on an island. I don't know. You know? It's like serving someone a tray I don't know. Or, you're, or they're asking you for a plate. They're asking you for a plate. Also, <clears throat> we know that Amaratzim are suspected of not taking proper Trumas and Maestras, called Demai, right? So a wife of a Chavar, a, a, a woman from a home that's knowledgeable in, in, these, uh, in these areas, uh, who's knowledgeable in these areas, is um, allowed to... Lend a sifter and a sieve And you can even Grind and sift With her You hear this? By Shmita Nishtazai By an Eishas Tamar Chacham Tanesh Namaret You can manage to do it along with her The Gemara is obviously going to ask What's the Nafkamin? Okay But once the wife of the Amaretz has the the flower touched the water? Now you got to back out. You're not allowed to help her. The reason why I even allow this, like Rabbi Friedman saying, I lemaisa, you're lending somebody who's choshed al shvius, yeah, choshed al shvius. Shkayich here, step away. But why isn't that called nesiyeya? The answer is, you really are. It's just that takonas chacham mebeit darkei shalom for society and klayisol to not create machlokes. Uh, they allowed it. They they allowed it. And the Gemara is going to have to explain what this is. And we know that a non-Jew doesn't have hilchah shmita. So a yid, if a non-Jew asks for help during shmita, a yid's allowed to help him out during shmita. So you cannot help a Jew who's trying to work his field during shmita. You're also allowed to say to you're, you're allowed to ask about the shalom. Of a uh, of a non-Jew, okay. Now, uh, we just discussed this past Shabbos. A fascinating zach, fascinating zach. Listen to this. You know, let, let me just finish this statement. Listen to this halacha. Last week's parsha, Matas Masi. It's gewalt. Says in parshas Matas, Layachel Devaroi. What does it mean Layachel Devaroi? He shouldn't make your words mundane. Shouldn't make your words mundane. There's a halacha that when somebody is makes an animal a carbon, makes it hectish, the Gemara says you're obligated to say carbon lashem. It's a carbon lashem. You're not supposed to say lashem carbon. Why? Zok the Gemara. Because what happens if you drop dead after your first word? So then you said, La Shem, and then you dropped dead. So you said Hashem's name in vain. And since saying Karban Lashem, or Lashem Karban has the same exact meaning, you're Mechoyev to not use Hashem's name first. Lu Yitzur, a guy could drop, drop dead on the spot. Okay? So the Shaila is like this. Shaila is, why is it that when two Yidin greet each other, the first guy says, Shalom Aleichem, the second guy says, Aleichem Shalom. Shalom is one of the names of the Rabbani Shalom. So why are you saying Shalom Aleichem? What if, what if a person drops dead after saying Shalom? Now, the answer is better than the question, because even though Shalom is the name of the Rabbani Shalom, right, it also has other meanings, and there's different levels of Kedusha to different names. Over the Maisa, 
according to this Shaila, I forget where I saw this question. It, what, what this means is, I think it's a beautiful add to what we say to each other. When we say Shalom Aleichem, you know what we're saying to each other? The Rabbani Yishtayim should be on to you. You should have bracha of the Rabbani right? So the Shaila is like this. I say Shalom Aleichem. How you say Shalom Aleichem? So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, that kolam maktim shalom lechaverem, ma'arichem la'yamu v'shnaisef. Anybody who's maktim shalom to his friend, you can be zeichet ha'arichas yam. So therefore, when you say shalom aleichem, you're let us say the Baruch Shalom's name. You're not going to drop dead. You have avtocha. But the guy responding has to say aleichem shalom. Because he didn't, he wasn't maktim the shalom. He didn't start. So he has to say aleichem first, and then shalom. Okay. Right, v'shoyel and v'shloimim. You're allowed to say shalom. You're allowed to say the rabbanu shalom's name. B'pnei darkei shalom. Okay, here we go. Zok to gemara. My narration. My shna seifa. Our our first question. Aleichem shalom. Huh? No, shalom lechem lechem shalom. Shalom lechem lechem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zok to gemara. My shna narration. My shna seifa. Why in the beginning of the mishnah did we say that you're allowed to? Uh, you're allowed to help in Amaaras when it comes to Shemitah, but you're not allowed to help grind a woman who's chashur al shviz. Right? You said you can help a wife of an Amaaras grind the flour. You can't help the you can't help a, a woman who's chashur al shemitah to grind the flour. Says Rabbi Good answer. Which is this that Amaratim are suspected of not taking chumas and mices. They're not really suspected. Eighty-five percent chance they're taking chumas and mices. It's a small concern, so we do it for perfection. But the mice is not a real suffix, and therefore you can go so vite, you can go so far to mamish help them grind. As opposed to when it comes to shmita, this woman's mamish choshed al shvius. You can't help. Rav Amar Hacha Bamaras the Rav we're dealing with Amaras Rav Meir, but Tumah Vatar the Rabbanon we're dealing with Tumah Tara the Rabbanon. Now what are we dealing with? This halacha of Rav Meir and Tumah Tara the Rabbanon. So like this, we're about to explain Rav Meir Shita the Tanya, but before we get to the Tanya. We, in our general terms, refer to an Amaras as somebody who's not well versed in the laws of Trumas and Isis. Rameyer has a different approach of how to define an Amaras. Says Rameyer, an Amaras is somebody, the time of the Brisa, Ezehu Amaras, who's considered, uh, who's considered an Amaras. Koshena Echel Chulyov Bitara. Anybody doesn't eat his Chulin in a state of Tara. Divir Rameyer, it's been in Rameyer. Which is, takes more to be, which means he holds more people are Amaratsim than our approach. Yeah? Because he says, even Chulin, you got to eat in a state of Tara. That's Rav Meir. No, it has to do with Shumas and Maisers. Now, here's the problem. It's more like this. When it comes to the, uh, the wife of the Amarats, it says, you're let a lender the sifter. Right, you're even allowed to grind with her, you're allowed to sift with her, but what can't you do? The moment it touches the water, the flower touches the water, then you got to back off. Ask the Gabara. The reason why I touch the water is because that's at the first moment it could start becoming tummy. It's things are capable of becoming tummy. Food is capable of becoming tummy as soon as it touches uh, one of the seven liquids, which includes water. So if Amaretz is is trusted in general, why is it? That you can't even help the Aishas Amaretz when it comes to uh, kneading or combining the flour and the water. So it says, Reisha Vesefa Batuma Vatara. The Reisha Vesefa are dealing with uh, Toma and Tara, 
Okay, so we're dealing with again where the things became wet uh, already, and therefore we're concerned about those halachas v'reisha b'tomas chulin, and the reisha is dealing with specifically tomas chulin v'seifa b'tomas chala, but the seifa is dealing with tomas chala. Now tomas chala is a din derabbanan. Once something has a status of chala, sorry, midar raisa. Once something is chala, midar raisa, we're obligated to make sure this thing never becomes tummy, okay? which is why we don't let chala just sit around. You can't, you can't allow, uh, you can't allow a challah to become tummy. Since done with the dindaraisa, therefore it's at that moment that we're not allowed to help out in Ashes Amharats, even though there's not a major suspicion, right? Overall, they're fine by Trumas and Maishas. What about challah? Uh, says the Gemara of Raminal, that's a contradiction. Top of You'll let it grind with those who eat Shvius and with those who eat their Peris Bitoma. Bitoma, that's the, the case that we're going on now. But not for Eichle Shvius and not for people because again, you're not allowed to help them do the Avera. I, we just said before, a person is allowed to sift and grind together with a person who eats chulin even while it's Tameh. Here you see you can't. With a guy who's somebody who already has a suspicion. So he's got two strikes already. And there we're dealing with uh, you can have a Daraisa Dika issue Daraisa Dika issue over here. Why? Because Truma is Usr Mi Daraisa to ever become Tomei. And since he's done with a Kayan, and he's Koshur on Toma, you're done with a Din Daraisa. Truma is going to become Tomei. And therefore, you cannot help. The Chachamim do not create a Gzera Mishum Darke Shalom if there's a concern you might be helping somebody in a biblical transgression. In the Isra Daraisa. In fact, Gemara, the Gemara asks, if that's the case, what does it mean, Mafkid? That you're allowed to, you're allowed to be, uh, give up a Kodim. You're allowed to give a deposit. What does that mean? If I mean, that's contradiction. Mafkid and Truma, it's Yisrael Amaretz. You're allowed to give Truma to Yisrael Amaretz. Now remember, Truma biblically cannot become Tame. You're still allowed to give it to an Amaretz. You can't give it to Kayin Amaretz. Because he's more, he, he's less, uh, he's less uh, careful with it. Okay? So if we're dealing with the Kayan, why are we allowing the Truma to even be with the Kayan? The Kayan, who's not Maretz, can make a Tame. And you're not allowed to do that. Rabbi Allah, Psil. We deal with the Kli Cheres that is, that is uh, closed, and therefore you're allowed to give it to the Kayan, even though he's not going to be careful. You know why? There's no way for him to be Metameyed unless he lops off the top of the barrel. And we don't expect him to lop off the top of the barrel. Hence, we're, we're going to allow the uh, truma to be given to the kain. Okay, So basically what we're saying is it's fully protected. When the truma is fully protected, you're allowed to give it to the kain, even though Levi Gaspa, and when Levi Gaspa, see, Levi Gaspa, I just want to pause here for a moment. It's a fascinating idea. Sometimes when you become very familiar with something, that's usually helpful. The downside of being over familiar with something is you do it unconsciously. You don't need to think about it anymore. Something that to somebody else is the biggest deal. You, once you did it a hundred times, ten thousand times, it's not a big deal. So by the Kayan, by the Kayan, he did a million times. He's had Shuma a million times. Says the that's why you can't give him Shuma. Ah, he knows everything about Shuma. I know, but Levi Gaspa. 
Means there's, there's, everything, has a, everything has a downside. La, to, to the same extent, they say from Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz, they, they quote Reb Chaim Shmuel Levitz in one of the Sichas, he says, the greatest impediment to godless is hergul. Is what? Hergul, habit. Yeah. Right? You just grow accustomed to it. It's this is how it is. Right? This is how it is. And we, we lose the vision of of uh, st- of staying careful, so that's why we're concerned here about the kayan. Again, the kayan knows he knows, but because he knows, sometimes let's punk the problem. Says the Gemara, maybe even though it's completely covered, maybe the kayan's wife is going to be a nida and move it and be metamayit in that way. Says the Gemara, I'll be like Kasha Khan I'll tell you the difference, ready? And again, another, another uh, this is more of a teretz than a pshat. It's like a wiggle out. And that's like this. We're dealing here with food, whether it's chulin, whether it's truma, right? It's not allowed to become tummy. There's a rule for how food becomes tummy. Not every food could become tummy. It says in the Torah, Kiyutan mayim. When water is placed upon the produce, then it makes it hukshur lekabotoma, makes it capable. Now, there's seven liquids, there's seven liquids that when it falls upon produce, it makes it capable of being lekabotoma. Water, water, dew, olive oil, milk, blood, honey, wine. Good. These seven liquids touch the food and the owner knows about it and he, or he's happy about it or he put it on directly. That makes it hukshar capable of a gabotoma. If another liquid touches food, even if that food touches a corpse, it does not become tummy. The liquid has touched the food to make it even capable of becoming tummy. And that's the answer the Gemara is giving over here. It says, Rabirmiya, kan kan when fruit is not capable of becoming tamay, then we'll, go, we'll, we'll trust the kayan with it. Because even if he's not careful and it touches something tamay, big deal. Says the Gemara of Amin, last contradiction. Somebody brings chitin wheat to a kusi to grind up. It could consider maiser shvius, meaning we consider it in its original state. But it doesn't keep its status as far as Tuma is concerned. Meaning, we're concerned that Maharaj or the Kusi did something to make it Tumay. It seems across the board, even something that never touched the liquid until now. We have a concern. Says Gemara, Hi, my Romeo, Lava, Kumina, Perish, Layokshu. Says Gemara, no, that whole thing was dealing with fruits. That's not Hokshu. Ude Ka'arila, my Ka'arila. Says Gemara, okay. Well, if it was explained, so then, uh, why is he bringing that up again? Because he wanted to extrapolate another halacha from, uh, from it, which is, uh, that if you, have, if you have a wheat from the time that it is harvested, we said that it could keep its status, even though Namaret uh, touched it as far as Maishu and Shvius is concerned, and we're not concerned, Khalufe, we're not concerned that they exchange it with something else for a minimal less contradiction on that. And I said the Khamaisai, somebody who um, 
gives to his mother-in-law. Now, Rashi over here says, a little more than halfway down in Rashi, one who gives to his mother-in-law, Isa, you gave your mother-in-law dough. Why did you give her dough, says Rashi? Because you want her to help you. You want her to be misaking, uh, you want her to be misaking the dough. Okay? You, you want her to, to prepare it for you. Um, now, I'm assuming that his father-in-law or stepfather-in-law is Ha'amaretz. Okay? Huh? How can you marry yourself to the power of Amaretz? Okay, as nice as you could. Huh? This is Nefazase, Well, first of all, it could be that the woman he's married to is the ex husband of, uh, of his mother in law. Right. That's also a possibility. Right? Rashi says, He's a chover, but he is Amaretz, but Yeah? So, um, you, you want her to uh, prepare the dough. So the, the son-in-law says to the mother-in-law, kind of like al situation over here. So he says to the mother-in-law, listen, you have to go to the mikveh before touching my dough. This way you won't be metame my dough. Right? You got to kasha your kitchen, so to speak. So maaser es shehu naisin-law. He has to take maaser from that what he gave to her, es shehu naisin-law, that which he takes back to the Because we're concerned that maybe she, she changed around the, the dough. And so here you see Amaretz is concerned about changing things around. And uh, before we said Amaretz is not suspected of, of changing what you gave them originally. So says, the reason is explained. The reason why you could trust the mother-in-law is the mother-in-law wants her daughter to have whatever her, the husband wants. She's embarrassed of her son-in-law. Okay? Now, here's the deal. Go ready for this. It's because of this that were concerned, Shitaka changed the dough. She changed the dough. So you would think this is as far as why she wouldn't mess around with it. Again, the son-in-law gave the dough. We want to know, and the mother-in-law gives it back. Is it the same dough? Is it a different dough? We said we, we, we suspected for exchanging it, and therefore this, you have to take miser on whatever she gave you back. It might be a new dough. That's her. She never took miser. Says Gemara, but why? I thought we don't suspect it on Mars for exchanging. Says Gemara like this. No, because very often... A mother-in-law cares for her daughter-in-law, for her daughter and son-in-law. She's going to want them to have good dough. It's mamish halik. Since she wants them to have good dough, if the original dough that was given to her uh, ends up rotting or tasting sour, becomes sour dough, the mother-in-law will exchange it without telling them. I'll give you back something better. Okay, I. It's going to hurt them halachically. That's how she's thinking. She wants them. She wants them to have uh, to have uh, quality. She wants them to have the best, and therefore, over there, we suspect her of changing it. Sometimes, even though it's to the detriment, we we, we suspect of of changing. This mama should say this. I remember when I was in high school, a very close friend of mine. And I'm sure this happens in our, in our own personal lives. A close friend of mine is complaining to my father. His parents are forcing him to go to college. He wants to spend a year or two learning. And Yeshiva wants to go to Yeshiva, he wants to go to Eretz Yisrael, and his parents, Shumayfin, refused. They came from different circles. They, they're, they're kid. You graduate high school, you go earn a degree. You don't, uh, you're not going to be a bench clutcher. You're not going to sit on a creaky bench the rest of your life learning. You've got to get out there. And he was very angry at his parents. Very angry at his parents. And my father told him, he said, let me explain to you. He said, first and foremost, you have to understand, your parents are doing this because they love you. 
You have to know that. Like, stop complaining. We'll talk about it afterwards. They, maybe they, they, maybe your parents live in a different world than whatever. We'll talk. We'll figure this out. But chas v'shalom to speak about your parents. And they, they don't know. And then they're doing it because they care about you. They want to make sure you, you, you're not going to need the rest of your life. Don't, don't hold a tine against them. Sometimes, as parents, we do this too. But sometimes our own parents, right? You hear you have a mother-in-law. You have a, you have a, you have a mother of a woman. You have a mother over here. Yeah, there's, okay, there's halachas, there's miser. In her mind, she's doing the right thing by giving them fresh and bright. You know, she's not, she doesn't mean to be doing a, any harm. Because she doesn't mean to be doing any harm, that's why you need to be chayshish. Okay. Says the Gemara, If it wouldn't be a mother-in-law, we usually don't suspect an Amar. It's about time we learned in the Mishnah, Nice and the Pontikis, Ma'asir Eshu, Nice and Lab, Eshu, Naitil, Yemen of Nesha, Machlafes. If somebody's sleeping at a hotel, and he gives his dough to the woman at the innkeeper to please. She says, please go bake my bread, bake my dough for me. When she gives back the bread, you got to go and take miser again because you don't know for sure it's the same dough. Okay? So you see, even a regular amaretz is suspected of exchanging even without a specific reason. Good kasha. And so the Gemara, Hassam, over there by the hotel woman, Maria, she paskins herself, the umrah, and she says, Barbe Rav Lechel Chamima Vana Echel Karira. This guy showed up with bread. Yeah, he showed up with dough. He wants me to bake it for my oven. Listen, Yeshiva guy, Yeshiva guy, they don't have the freshest uh, dough. I- I'll take the I'll take the old dough, I'll give him I'll give him be- better dough. So whenever you're in a situation where the person has something better, it might be doing you a toy, but you need to be concerned. But in general, we don't suspect that Amaretz for exchanging the dough. We learned in Abraisa, the wife of a Tamil Chacham, can grind together with the wife of an Amaretz when the wife of the Tamil Chacham is Tamay. Let's say she's Anida. Send her a letter, grind together. But not when she is Tahar. Okay, because we're concerned, she might, as a Tahar person, take from the wife of the Amaretz and be Matame herself. So if you're already Tame, we could be lenient. The person's Tame, so be Tame, right? But if you're Tar, so then we need to be concerned. Even at a time where she is where she is Tame, she also should not grind it together with the wife of the Amaretz. Papa tomorrow's daf. Because the her friend will give her some by chelas and they'll eat it together. Hashta mignav gonva. So if the uh, if she's going to go ahead and the wife of the Amaretz will give some to her friend How much more so will she exchange? See from over here that wi- that wives of Amaratzim are suspected of exchanging even without having a specific reason. Again, a mother-in-law will have a specific reason. An innkeeper will have a specific reason. In general, you see there's no specific reason and, and, and uh, we're still concerned about exchanging. If answers, no. Yeah? What she's thinking is like this. You have a wife of a Tamil Chacham grinding flour with the wife of Amaretz. There's a concern the wife of Amaretz is going to allow the wife of Tamil Chacham to eat, the Tahar wife to eat. I, who are you to give it away? It's your husband's dough. You know what? She's going to think like this. This woman's helped me out. Do me a taiva. Do me a taiva. She's grinding the flour for me. Right? Somebody helps you out. They help you out with the preparation. You, 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 you give them something to eat at the end. Yeah? 
So over here also should be Myra Hetter and, and uh, she'll, she'll uh, exchange the dough and give the Tahar wife of the Amar some of the dough and therefore we're concerned that maybe she'll end up being Tameh. But Enechanami, under a circumstance where there's no Svar, there's no reason to assume that the Amaretz is going to exchange the dough, there's no need to be concerned. Hence, when you get back dough, that, uh, let's say bread, you gave dough and you get back bread now, you do not need to separate Meister. You don't need to assume that the Amaretz messed around with it. Unless there's a specific reason, specifically why they're trying to be nice to you. No specific reason why they're trying to be nice to you. You can assume you got back the same thing and there's no Chiv to separate Shumas and Meisris. You already did that. You're good to go. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.